Welcome to another big match build-up show. And this episode is sponsored by OneFootball. Do check out the excellent free OneFootball app to be notified of all the latest transfer news, scores and stats all in one place. To download the OneFootball app, click the link in the description below the show. So, after another double game week for Saints, and I'm working extra hard to prepare another build-up show for you, but after FA Cup action on Wednesday and another case of Derby deja vu, this time with Italy disappointed, as Saints were eventually eliminated on penalties after squandering another 2-0 lead. But I suppose the cliche is we can now fully focus on the Premier League and staying up this season. No more domestic cups to worry about. More time to rest, more time to prepare. December and January, we have been blighted by injuries and suspensions. So this Saturday, we are back in Premier League action at St. Mary's to play Everton with the return of some key players. So on this week's show, we team up once again with the excellent Total Saints podcast to preview the visit of Everton and hoping for a sweet result against the Toffees. And for this week's opposition, we speak to the Everton fan channel, Toffee TV, and they tell us why the terrible inconsistencies for Marco Silva's men. We've done well, I think, to come through this sort of little run of two or three games that we've had with the likes of Chelsea and Leicester with a very thin squad, some players not un, you know, being unavailable, but we picked up four points out of six. As I say, the momentum's starting to build, there's players coming back now, so you do kind of hope with some more winnable fixtures around the, uh, the corner that we can have a, a bit of a positive run towards the end of the season. It's been absolutely awful, and we've got no consistency to our play, and that's why we are where we are. And I suppose that's why anyone's seventh to thirteenth is where they are. Is because one week they can be good and the next week they can be terrible. And we are very much in that pack at the moment. So as usual, then this episode is available to download in the card above my head if you're watching on YouTube or available on most audio platforms below the show. Do let us know, of course, how you think Saints can bounce back this weekend. And now it's time to kick off our big match build-up show as Everton visit. Southampton. So welcome along then to our first half of our Everton big match build-up show and returning here on the, uh, the preview this week, host of the Total Saints podcast, Ben Stansfield. Really good to see you again, mate. Evening, Freddie. Yep, keeping well? Yeah, not too bad. Keeping busy, as always. I suppose we better say a small disclaimer. We're also recording the night before we were crashing out of the FA Cup to Derby <laughs> County. So uh, all we know, though, Ben, is uh, Hazen Hootel. He's had a dwindling squad over the last uh, few fixtures. Uh, a few names clearly overlooked, publicly known that they haven't got a future under his uh, tenure, I suppose. And uh, the past few weeks, we've seen a lot of the youngsters making uh, some of the appearances. How refreshing has it been, Freddie? I've got to say, as a fan, you know, we spent 12, 18, 24 months watching the the same players put the same heartless and passionless performances in. What what a guy Hassan Hootel's been. I mean, you and I spoke last time just before he was about to take over. I think it was the day before he was officially appointed. And uh, he's he's done exactly what he said he would do. He's given everyone a chance. Those that wanted to go on the, the journey with him, put the effort in. They're getting game times. We've seen some of the youngsters step up and... Uh, really put in some fantastic performances. You know, he's won three out of his six, call it seven if you want, Cardiff games. 
you know, to me, it feels like we're, we're really, you know, starting to get back on that, that sort of wave that's uh, heading in an upward direction. So I think he's done exactly what he said he would. And uh, he's ruffled a few feathers. And I think as fans, we absolutely appreciate that that needed to happen. Yeah, and we love it. Everyone's singing his name once again in the stands at, uh, at Leicester at the weekend as well. But I suppose you, you probably might know a little bit more so than most speaking to Adam every week on the podcast. I mean, what, what is there to know about the future of Wesley Hoot and Fraser Forster? Yeah, um, Adam doesn't tell me more than he needs to, to be honest, because I think he, he knows he can't trust me. But uh, um, no, I think um, it's been well evidenced, hasn't it, that Fraser Forster is not someone that they're desperately going to ship on. But if the right opportunity comes up for him, then they will look to get him out and get him some game time. He's obviously on a very long term and very lucrative contract, Freddie. So I think part of the problem with that, and I think it's common knowledge, it's not something Adam has told me, is that you know Saints are looking for a club to pick up uh, a large percentage of his wages. The trouble is a large percentage of his wages is 50, 60 k a week so that's going to be the issue there's been that link with Leeds United we'll obviously see if that goes anywhere in terms of Wesley Hoyt it's it's all been rather cloak and dagger I think other than what we've seen in the echo which is that he just doesn't fancy him you know for whatever reason I think we can only assume that Hoyt doesn't fancy putting in the effort on the training ground like the others do um, and, and I guess they still feel they can command a decent fee for him you know 10-15 million pound maybe that could be reinvested so again I think most Saints fans will chuckle to, to sort of uh, you know really try and work out whether there's a team out there that would fancy buying him I think that's going to be the bigger issue yeah and it's totally baffling you know if every single week it seemed like under Mark Hughes he was guaranteed a starting position but we have recouped a, a small fee from Manolo Gabardini just shy of uh, well it's 12 million euros just over sort of 10 million pounds so there is some money in the kitty at the moment, I suppose, but until we get a little bit more uh, in return for Forster or, uh, or you know, perhaps in Davis, but we've sort of recouped back on his wages. And I suppose until we sell Wesley Hoot, there isn't much to spend. No, I think that's the thing, is it? We spent 50 million in the summer, which was a large chunk of the Van Dyke money. Um, we've got Danny Ings, um, to my knowledge, is, is already signed and sealed 20 million next summer. So that pretty much is the Van Dyke money. So I think, you know, to me, and I think most fans, again, will understand that we're probably looking at loans and probably trying to find free transfers. You think of Martin Caceres coming in a couple of years back there. There will be players out there. But yeah, I, I don't think any of us should get excited about spending 20, 30 million pounds this window, Freddie, because I, I think... Uh, whether the money's there or not, you know, none of us really know. But I, I don't think any of us, uh, uh, you know, really think that there's lots and pots and pots of gold there to spend. And we all know, obviously, the January window, the prices of the players are all also inflated, so it becomes even more difficult as well. But uh, I suppose we better just lightly touch upon the uh, the Derby game. Frank Lampard was in the press earlier this week saying that Derby will play without fear at Southampton. And uh, I, I guess it, we assume that it might be a very similar squad that we saw 10 days ago at, at Pride Park. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it, recording this the day before the game? But uh, I, I think the fact is now it's on national television. Neither team's going to want to be embarrassed, I don't think. So, you know, you know it could sway the way that Hasenhutl has thought. It could sway the, the way that Frank Lampard has thought. And uh, again, by the time this goes out, everyone will know the answer to that. But uh, he's been playing the... We said youngsters, as, as Adam said in the pod uh, at the weekend, you know, some of the players like Sam Gallagher, they're not youngsters anymore. So, he, you know, he he's not af afraid to, to blend the sort of youth and experience in there. And I, I would imagine, as I say, the day before Derby, that he will do that um, and uh, again, you know, get some of them back uh, up towards match fitness for the Everton game that we're, we're obviously previewing. Yeah, and I suppose whatever the outcome for both uh, teams, I suppose that you, they could turn it on its head and say, look, you know, we're always prioritising the uh, the league over the cup. But it is a, a very nice tie 
away at Accrington Stanley awaiting in the next in the next round. Uh, I know, know. yeah, <laughs> uh, I knew that was coming. Absolutely, um, like you said in your pod, actually, anybody, anybody um, I suppose under the age of thirty <laughs> doesn't know that reference. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And uh, look, I, I mean, the draw came out, didn't it? And I think you probably look at it both ways. Again, as Saints fans, we've we've had a few experiences over the years of uh, being uh, put out of the cup by a smaller size. Accrington Stanley certainly won't fancy, uh, you know, kick, will, will certainly fancy, sorry, taking us uh, apart, I'm sure, and giving us a rough game on their, their pitch. So um, it's the sort of game that you think, yep, there's an opportunity to get through to the next round there. But likewise, it's a, a banana skin. I was um, watching some of the Woking Watford game the other day and Chris Sutton made a great point, which is for Watford, that was a no-win game. You win, everyone expects you to win. You lose, you hear all about it. And it'll be very sa- similar for Saints or probably Derby uh, at Crinton Stanley. Yeah, so it is back to uh, Premier League focus then, Everton at the weekend. And it was the first, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, it was the first away game of the season. Right. It seems like such a long time ago in, in the depths of the high summer now in the uh, the cold, harsh, harsh winters. I know. I know it does, doesn't it? And I, I automatically think back to uh, Wesley Hoyt making mistakes in that game. But uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, obviously, Danny Ings got his first goal for the club that day. And, uh, you know, Saints had uh, opportunities to get something up at uh, Everton. It's it's never been a particularly ha- happy hunting ground, has it? So hopefully we can, uh, you know, uh, give them one back in this, uh, this match. And on, on the flip side as well, I suppose, I look back at the uh, recent head-to-head record and I think Everton have only won once, and that was three or four years ago on the very opening day of the season. I think it must have been under Ronald Koeman where they sort of hammered us 3 0. But other than that, they're also, they haven't got a very good record down at St Mary's or, or the Dell, in fact. No, you're right. I mean, it's it's always been our baggy ground up there. And likewise, um, you know, even at the Dow, as you say, I always remember that Everton, we, we beat them. You think of that uh, sort of uh, Marion Parr scoring the goals when we needed them in, in the relegation season staying up. And uh, again, um, I think it was, as you say, Roberto Martinez won 3-0 uh, a few seasons back. But uh, again, they've, they've never done particularly well down here. And their form at the moment, I think they've got six points out of their last six games. They, they beat Bournemouth at the weekend. But again, as Steve said in our podcast, Bournemouth could well have been uh, ahead in that game and should have probably had a penalty as well so they've got a lot of talent in their team Everton there's no doubt about that whether there may be more a group of individuals than they are a team you know you don't know but I think certainly for Saints it's a game that we've got to look at at getting three points yeah and Everton aren't made up to what they're all made up to be in the press really I mean they spent a lot of money in the summer but they're not putting up any trees at the moment like you say two wins in the last sort of six or so games and and they aren't any I suppose they're not in any danger of sort of dropping anywhere either no, and uh, again, you look at the amount of money they've spent over the, the last two, three years. I mean, as, as I said in the podcast, it must be well north of 250 million now, and they are still a pretty average team playing average football mid-table. So again, for all those Saints fans out there that, you know, clamour for us to spend millions and millions of pounds on players that, again, you know, are interested in just getting Premier League wages, it, it probably is a, a perfect example that money doesn't guarantee you success. So I think, um, yeah, I mean, they, they, they've got a good squad, as I say, there's no doubt uh, about that, but um, there's a lot of average sides in the Premier League I think and uh, Everton are certainly one of them you know similar to ourselves but what Wednesday also uh, offers an opportunity for the uh, suspended players to actually return for the weekend so Mm -hmm. we will see the return of Austin Valerie Hoiberg back in the team as well and and actually Hasenhut admitted that in his press uh, uh, a few days ago that, that that's probably the only positive coming from the replay yeah, and it, and it is a positive, isn't it? I mean, you know, Hoiberg's been uh, probably alongside Redmond, one of our best performers this season. I, I think disciplinary-wise, he's let himself down a bit, but 
you hope that over uh, time the experience will uh, mean that he's not making those decisions that uh, he maybe has done. But yeah, I mean, the cup game has come at a good time because it will also give a few players some match fitness. You know, Danny Ings, I think he's uh, probably going to give some game time. We may well see, or we may well have seen Ryan Bertrand play uh, some of the game as well to to try and get him ready for Everton as well, Freddie. So um, it's, it's probably come, yeah, just at the right time and hopefully will mean that when we go into Everton, we've got a bigger squad to choose from and uh, a few more fresh faces. Yeah, and I suppose last week um, we, talk, we talked about an individual key player. He said, uh, you know, he gave uh, Jack Stevens the public backing that he gives the leadership in the back line as well. But I was very impressed by uh, James Ward-Prowse at the weekend at Leicester City and the... Uh, there's, there's a quote that was online. It said, Will Prowse was conspicuous about by his absence from uh, Hazen Hill's first few selections, but he has been he's been impressing the new manager and his, with his versatility and hunger in recent weeks. The thing about Prowse is, I think that's why he's frustrated so many of us because he's played what, I mean, he's getting on for 200 Premier League games, more I think, than. now. So, you know, exactly. So, I mean, he's, you know, he should really have delivered more than he has done. And I'm sure, like a lot of players, that uh, the constant change of manager probably hasn't helped him. But I think, again, he's one of those players, we know he's got it in him and uh, he's been sort of uh, you know dubbed as this set piece specialist but there's more to his game than that you know he's he started to show a bit more of a, a ruthless side a bit more experience in terms of you know covering for Jan Valerie against Manchester City to su- provide him some support defensively the other week so you know we know he's got that ability Freddie and I think the the thing about Prowse is for me this is the sort of manager that will get that out of him that will encourage him that will get him working up and down the pitch and uh, you know he's got the shirt at the moment again there's players coming back but for me he's someone that again deserves his place in the starting lineup at the moment yeah and I think it also it's also fair to say that he's he, he's been patient you know he's bided his time but uh, you know I think also if you ask many people he needs to toughen up and you think we've seen an example of that this season as well but uh, you know I suppose you could, we could ask about some returning of injuries this weekend. Lamine has been out for a couple of weeks. Again, Ings might be uh, played a few minutes on Wednesday night. And I think for me, it might be a bit too soon for Bertrand, but he has been returned to training this week. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, uh, Mario Lamino, again, he's one of those players that we know can turn it on. He's, he's unfortunately playing very hot and cold. I think Oriol Romeo, based on his um, you know performance up at Leicester, I think, again, is for me, absolutely deserves to, to be starting in the centre of midfield against Everton, whoever's fit. I imagine it will probably be Romeo and Hoiberg uh, and Prousey, those three that he'll choose from. But, uh, yeah, it, it, you know, we've done well, I think, to come through this sort of little run of two or three games that we've had with the likes of Chelsea and Leicester with a very thin squad. Some players is not on you know being unavailable but we picked up four points out of six as I say the momentum's starting to build there's players coming back now so you do kind of hope with some more winnable fixtures around the uh, the corner that we can have a, a bit of a positive run towards the end of the season now and you know hopefully be a lot more comfortable and staying up than we should be yeah absolutely I think it's also an important time for Saints at the moment we've certainly got a set of uh, winnable fixtures like say starting off of Everton then we've got Crystal Palace at home followed by an away trip you could say potentially a six pointer at Burnley at the start of February and it is a chance to open up some daylight with the bottom three Exactly. You know, it works both ways, doesn't it? You lose those games, you put yourself under pressure, you go in and uh, win them. And uh, and, and uh, again, it, it works in the, in the opposite direction. You're pushing up the table. I think the good thing, as I said right at the start, and as we've discussed, and many Saints fans are discussing, Hasenhutl knows what he's doing. There's no doubt about that. He's going to go into all of these games with an individual plan about what individual players are going to do, what the team is going to do collectively. I have absolutely no doubt that um, you know he will rock up to these games with a specific game plan on how he's going to take on each one of those opponents rather than just going with a generic, well, we high press, we play 4-4-2, whatever. You know, we play the same players if, we, if, if they put in a good performance. He's not afraid to chop and change the team. Um, he's not afraid to chop and change, as we've seen in goal, Angus Gunn coming in and then McCarthy coming back in as well. 
So I think all of us are confident that for all of those games, he will turn up knowing exactly what he will do. And more importantly, Freddie, the players will know what they're doing. And how confident are we feeling for a win at the weekend? Yeah, well, I, I, I stuck to tradition, Freddie. I don't want to get too carried away. So I, I did predict a one-all draw. But uh, look, I, as I say, I think Saints are, uh, you know, this is a good benchmark for Saints now. We, we've come away from two tough, really, um, two uh, really tough away games, sorry. And uh, this is a chance, you know, to, it feels like a long time since we beat Arsenal at St Mary's. And uh, it'd be nice to get a win back on the board. I hope by the time people are watching this, we've beaten Derby as well. But, uh, you know, it's a good chance for Saints to lay down a marker again at home in the Premier League and uh, build that, uh, boost that confidence ahead of... Uh, you know the run into the end of the season yeah excellent stuff and hopefully if you are if you are watching if you haven't um subscribed to ben's uh, podcast just remind everybody where we can find you and sure. uh, and everybody else yeah sure so we're, we're on soundcloud freddie we're on itunes uh, acast of the main three i think that covers us and android for anyone that wants to listen to us you can find us on uh, twitter at total saints pod and the same address on facebook just look up total saints podcast super stuff really good to speak to you ben we'll speak soon cheers freddie take care Huge thanks once again to Ben from the Total Saints podcast this week. That's two weeks in a row we've got a Ben on the show. But uh, if you haven't already, do make sure you subscribe to their uh, podcast. Head over to their social pages, give them a like and a follow. I'm sure they will appreciate it. And of course, do let us know your predictions for the weekend and what sort of team do you think Hazen Hootel will field considering we played 120 minutes on Wednesday. But... Time now then to move on to our opposition. Join us for our second half as we find out everything to expect from Everton. So welcome along then to our second half of our big match build-up show. Everton visit St Mary's. It was the first away game of the season earlier this year. But here, once again, to talk to us. Um, also, we spoke to him for the uh, League Cup game earlier on the season. But Ped from Toffee TV, really good to see you again, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, mate. But it was a 2-0 uh, victory at the weekend over Bournemouth. And uh, what, what do you pin that down to? It was also your, only your sort of second win in the last sort of six games. And, and it was a, a Kurt Zuma header straight off uh, Duncan Ferguson's DVDs. The last month or so, we've been, we've just been poor, to be honest. We've just not really got the rub of the green in some games. And I think I think what tends to happen in, in any any new manager is that you have a you have a series of games where you know a new style has been implemented and and you're not really I don't really know if you're playing that style or you're just getting through by good feeling and things like that and I think we had that for a little bit and then I think once we come into December I think when an opposition side um, puts ten men behind the ball I think we we find it very very hard to break them down. When we're playing better sides, we're not good enough to, to break them down. Um, so I think Bournemouth was a classic case of a team who come to play, but weren't, weren't good enough to beat us, but also didn't didn't try and stop us defensively. So I think that's a reason why we, why we why we won on on Sunday. It was a hard game, it was a hard fought game, but um, because they came to play and didn't really have the tools to beat us, we ended up winning the game. It was as I said, it was a hard fought victory, and and that's been the real case in the last few months. It's just a case, in the last month. It's just a case of Marco Silva's hit this period now where it's he's made the team better, but then. 
as everyone as everyone else's tactics catch up with what he's doing, he has managed to take us on again. So this is the difficult bit now, trying to make us, trying to elevate us to that next level. Bonus at the weekend. It was the first clean sheet since uh, since November as well. But you, you spoke about uh, you know players coming in and out of the summer. But one player we we sort of noted actually earlier on in the season is is Lucas Digne. You know, you said at the time in August he was going to be Eastern, but it looks like he seems displaceable at the moment, scoring a few goals, being a very influential figure in the in the side at the moment. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's brilliant. Um he's absolutely brilliant. He's he's uh, he's so calm and composed on the ball. It's it's um it it is like we've just Picked another Leighton Baines and put him into the side. He, he fits absolutely perfectly. He's he's you know he's up to the pace of the Premier League without a problem. He 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 looks like someone who who doesn't have sort of the the pace, the rapid pace, but he's got something a little bit different about him. I think the goal that Zuma scored on on Sunday was a you know you can see what he's got in there. He's got the defender faced up, and you think well he tries to throw across, and now the defender will just block it. But the, the way he manages to get the ball past defenders, and that's probably because he hasn't got that lightning pace that allows him to get a couple of yards on him. So he, he's developed this crossing in it, and he's 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 brilliant at it. Set pieces have got a lot better. He's grown as a player. Um, there's no, been no problem with him settling. He speaks perfect English. He's really up for it as well. And yeah, he's he's been one real success this season. Um, I mean, all the players we've bought have, have settled in quite well. Some of them have been in and out and you know just just generally but him as a player he's been consistent all the way through and what it is as well there's been a couple of rumours flying around the the gossip columns I suppose and, and, and a player that was you know fairly influential under Big Sam's uh, approach and you know the big sort of bullish centre forward Shank Tucson you know you also got picked up quite a lot of uh, Turkish followers because of it as well but <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it seems like he, he's out of favour at the moment as well but another player too also linked with Saints recently is Adamola Lookman what, what do you what do you make of these rumours that are flying around at the moment is there too much truth to the Lookman rumour nothing nothing whatsoever there's no way on earth he's leaving Everton Football Club <laughs> and, and, and and I'm not uh, I don't want to disrespect Southampton, but if he left Everton, he'd only go up because he's an absolutely brilliant player. Um, and there's no way he's leaving Everton Football Club. This is the he wanted to leave in the summer. He wanted to go back to Germany because he'd had a good spell there, and obviously other English players were playing there, and he felt like his time at Everton was was done, and almost like he didn't want to, he couldn't be bothered having to sort of restart again. And the manager told me he wasn't going anywhere. The manager told him that he had. Um, he had a future at the club and he just had to buy this time and that's what he's done and he had, unfortunately he had an injury over Christmas and it, he would have played a lot more games over Christmas but he's had, he's had an injury and he came back um, he came back last week against Lincoln scored played in, played this week um, set up the goal and, and he, he looks he looks a lot more at home now I think he's got things that people take for granted I think he's got like more 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 friends at the club now and things like that I think you know things like he was living in a hotel and he had no family and I don't think he'd settled in and all these little things conspired against him, but he looks a lot happier now. Fans have just noted that he seems smiling a lot more in training. The manager does does see a future for him. And to be honest, the only player I can see leaving Everton going back to going to Southampton is Theo Walcott. I really, I really can in the summer. Imagine Theo Walcott will end up at Southampton because I just don't see a future. Adam, you know, I know he's only been at the club for a year, 
But I think in the in the summer, Everton will look to buy a a, a fast, speedy winger, and I think Theo will leave. And I can imagine Southampton being a a, a, a likely destination for him. I am sure you know. You, you also you, go, you also go into depth about uh, Lookman's uh, review at the weekend, and and you know I'm sure others can go over and, and watch that. You, you, it seems like you and Baz are very impressed. But uh, the next five fixtures, actually, I noticed one of your tweets the other day, and. Uh, you asked your followers. I mean, how many how many points do you think you'll get from the next five fixtures? So Saints away, Huddersfield away, Wolves at home, Watford away, and Man City at home. No idea. That's that's why I tweet. <laughs> that's why I ask other people because this and the reason I say that is that this Everton team is. I make no bones about it. I think we are where we are. I don't. I'm not someone who can sit here and hand on heart and say we deserve to be seventh or we deserve to be this or we deserve to do to be anywhere early on in the season things were ticking over nicely and we've hit a bump on the road and i can't honestly sit here and say oh we should be doing a lot better and results have gone against us in some games we've been absolutely awful and we've got no consistency to our play and that's why we are where we are and i suppose that's why anyone's seventh to 13th is where they are is because one week they can be good and the next week they can be terrible and we are very much in that pack at the moment. And listen, if we if we'd beaten Leicester, say on New Year's Day, we'd be sitting on seventh place, and things might look better. But I think it's a it's a wake up call to the, to the fact that things don't just happen overnight. And I don't, I honestly don't know. Everton are just an absolute. I'm not going to. not. We're not a mess. Mm. We're just massively inconsistent. And I think that what we look at as fans, and it's very hard now to have patience. But as a fan, I I almost feel like this season is that is an audition for for the manager and for certain players, and it's been that's been lost in the last month because I think before before we played Liverpool in the derby, you went to every game thinking, ah, oh, it's fine. Whatever happens, happens. You know, we're we're quite happy with the way it's going this season. And when we played Liverpool in the derby, we were we were around sixth, I think we were sixth. And people were thinking, Oh, could we sneak into top six, fifth? And then the press were like, Oh, could they t-? and then that that expectation grows then. And with expectation comes pressure. And if things go the other way, then people are saying, well, what 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 happened? We were flying and you were like, hang on, what happened to we're gonna give the manager a, a you know a season? So I think what we've got to do is, in the next couple of games, two or three games, is pick up a couple of wins, get to that magic, you know, 36, 38 mark, whatever it is. So everyone goes, okay, we've done that bit now. Now you can just sort of get on with the rest of the season. You know, next four games, if we can stay unbeaten and pick a couple of wins up, I'll be, I'll be probably quite happy with that. Well, I think it is fair to say you're in a league of your own, and, and to be honest, I don't think there's any much too much pressure of actually dropping out of that bracket of six <laughs> or seven teams. But uh, you know, you, you, have, you have said uh, in previous sort of uh, you know notes, I suppose. But uh, you know, coming down to St Mary's isn't always going to be easy, and you know, the the, the, the record isn't as 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 well as you might think. Actually, mm. you know, we, we've got a poor record at Goodison, but equally, you've got a poor record at St Mary's. What do you think, your approach, and what's your uh, prediction going to be at the weekend? I think it's going to be a very tough game. Again, you talk about fixtures. You know, a couple of weeks, well, three weeks ago or so, we were looking at this fixture going, oh, Southampton bottom three. Oh, nice one. You change your manager, you suddenly look like you can win games of football and and, and tough them out as well. Going to Leicester and winning with a man sent off is, is diff, really difficult. So I look at that and think, well, you've got a mental you've got a mental strength. Can we match that mental strength? You, you know, and I think it's good. I, 
I'll be honest, I can see it being a draw. I'd take a draw on on Saturday. I know that might sound negative, but I would. I can imagine it being like a 2-2. Because um, I think we, we struggle to keep clean sheets. Um, I imagine, you know, you, you struggle to keep clean sheets. So it might just be a game to dog out. And we don't dog too many games out. So I, I, I'd honestly take a point on, on, on Saturday and hope that when we go to Huddersfield 10 days later, we can get three points there. But I think we're, we're, we are meeting you at, at, at the worst possible time. So um, I'd probably take a, a draw and that might seem... You know, that might seem poor, but we've only won a couple of away games all season, so I can't sit here in January saying, oh, Southampton's going to be a breeze, because it's not. As you said, we don't have a brilliant record there. All right, well, well there you have it then. Uh, really good to speak to you again, uh, Ped. I'm sure everyone can find you on all the usual platforms, on uh, Twitter, Facebook and everything else. Uh, good to speak to you, and we'll speak again next season, I suppose. Yeah, ain't man. Another big thanks sent to Ped from Toffee TV. Do subscribe to their channels for all of your Everton needs. But uh, that does wrap up this week's big match build-up show. And now that we're out of the FA Cup, we're not in action next weekend, so I'll be taking a few days off to rest. And we'll be back for the Crystal Palace preview in a week or so time. But do uh, check back in the meantime for our fan reactions after Saturday's result. And do let us know how you think Saints will get on this weekend. So thank you very much for watching and listening along. Only one thing left from me is, come on you Saints. <laughs>